very emotional, like very, you know, like a I personality. <laughs> like, how does this feel to you? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. how do you see yourself living here? Can't you just picture yourself like on the weekends, just mm-hmm. looking over, you know, looking over the golf course and you're like, yeah, I can't. All right. Awesome. Welcome back to another episode of the 805 Live podcast, where we are pulling back the curtain on the myths and truths of real estate here in the 805 and beyond. I'm Sergio Gonzalez with SG Associates and my lovely co-host here, Courtney Allen. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. What uh, what are we talking about today so far? Today, we're going to talk about the perception of a real estate agent. Okay. The good, bad and the ugly. The good, bad and the ugly. That's exactly it. All right. Cool. Well, let's hop to it. What, uh, what, what do you, what's, what do you, uh, where do you want to start on that? Oh gosh. I just, I feel like we get so many, not horror stories, but kind of in a way about agents, how they talk to their clients Mm. and how they deal with certain situations. At least I've like heard some things Uh and maybe it's because the people I know, they're just starting out. Right. So why do you think they get sometimes a bad reputation? Um, I think, well, I think there's, there's two different types of agents. Mm -hmm. Um, there's the buyer agent and then there's the listing agent. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, you have, you're dealing with different expectations on different ends. So from, if we start with the buyer's agent, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, the perception of the agent has changed Mm -hmm. over the, over these years because a lot more information is readily available. Right. So back in the day, you couldn't, you would not know which houses were for sale because there was no internet. Right. Right. It it was all in a book. It was called the MLS book. So you had to go to an agent to get access to this book of what houses were for sale mm-hmm. aside from driving around and, and looking at for sale signs. But so with the internet and, you know, IDX, MLS, you know, being put on public, you know, realtor.com and Zillow, all the information now is readily available. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, the perception, the value that a buyer's agent uh, is bringing to the table from a consumer um, expectation is really like, you know, I already found the house that I want to see. Right. right. Like they're swiping yes. through, right? They're swiping and scrolling through online like, hey, I want to see this house. Well, the only way I can see the house is I have to go to a realtor to get just let me in. Yeah. So... Sometimes the perception has been like, hey, you're you're like a door opener, right? And mm-hmm. like, I have to call you in order to see this house. If I didn't have to call you, I, I, probably, want, I right. probably wouldn't even want to because right. I don't know if I like the house. I don't know if I, you know, I'm ready to do anything yet, mm-hmm. um, but I have to deal with you. So I think that, yeah, the perception or has changed a little bit with 
you know, getting access to the properties and then how they get access to, you know, inside the house. So that's what I think is from from a buyer's perspective. Mm -hmm. Of course, I think it's obviously much more than that, you know, from the agent perspective is like, hey, how do you know um, what the value is of the home? Right. Are you going to rely on Zillow or Redfin as like that's what you think the house is worth. Right. Right. Because I think that has been pounded into a lot of consumers' minds of mm -hmm. like, oh, the Zestimate and Redfin and, you know, what they, they say. Like, that, well, that's what I should offer or I think that's what the house is worth. And, and that now should be changing because Zillow is now just a real estate agency just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. So are you relying on one agency to tell you what a home is worth? Or are you going to rely on the real estate professional that can account for, you know, a little bit different perspective to account in the nuances of the location, the views, the lot, the comparables, mm -hmm. you know, all these other things that that uh, take place because valuation of home happens offline. It doesn't happen online. Mm -hmm. Right. So. The, the the valuation needs to take place on site, not online. Interesting. Yeah. What do you tell your team or teach your team, since you are the teacher, oh. how to communicate with clients or how to communicate with, oh gosh, just everybody that you need to work with? It's like right. a certain system. Um, no, I think it's more of uh, it's more of an art and and science. Mm -hmm. um, than like a, anything else, right? Like mm -hmm. you have to understand that there's different personalities. Right. And that uh, people use different words, have different body um, language, mm -hmm. right? And being able to recognize who you're talking to, what their style is, what their preferences are, um, what their thought processes are, and then building rapport from there. So you have some people that are, you know, if I put it in a job classification versus anything else, but we do use, uh, it's called like a DISC profile, a D-I-S-C, right? You're usually one of those four types of people. A D would be like um, a CEO, mm -hmm. uh, a drill sergeant, right? Um, uh, somebody who's a coach, Mm -hmm. Very direct. You're giving orders. This is how it is. This is the bottom line. Give it to me quick. An attorney, right? An attorney would be like, just here's the facts. Here's how, here's the law. Right. Here's how it works. Just matter of fact, right? Then you have uh, uh, the I personality, which is like uh, someone who's very bubbly mm -hmm. very like the social butterfly everybody she she or he walks in and just lights up the room mm -hmm. everybody you know they're the fun person right? right right so they're the light of the party like a job like that would be um like a recruiter mm -hmm. right um somebody who's you know bubbly and and you know easygoing outgoing yeah very extrovert mm -hmm. And then you have somebody who's an S personality, very stable, doesn't like change a lot, mm -hmm. right? Maybe like a teacher, okay. right? Like very stable, could be um, a nurse, mm -hmm. right? Calm in the storm, right? And then 
you have a C personality, very analytical, right? Numbers driven, next steps different um, driven, like I have to methodically think this out, how this is going to work before I make any decision, right? A thinker before anything, um, that would be like an engineer, mm. right? An accountant, mm-hmm. right? Needs to make sense, logical sense. It's not very emotional driven. It's very logically driven. So there's a lot of, how do you communicate with all those different four people? Because they're so different. Because they're so different. So if I'm, you know, naturally a D personality, like, hey, just this, this is, this is a good house. This is the best house. Like, what, why aren't you buying it? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to the engineer and he's crunching numbers. Like, you know, what's the Delta? <laughs> what's the Delta on the buy? And over the last four years, how has this neighborhood performed? You know, what's the price per square foot? You know, what's this going to cost me? Should I take out a loan? Should I, you know, pay mm-hmm. cash? You know, how much am I going to pay in taxes? Like very methodical versus like talking to the like, he's like, hey, what do you think of this neighborhood? I'm like, I think it's a great neighborhood. It matches your, your needs. You told me this, this, this. And, you know, um, just in a great neighborhood, like, I think you should just do it. And he's like, all right, write it up. Chill. Boom. Right. Like he knows what he wants. He's going to make a decision quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can talk to someone like that. Somebody who's on the opposite spectrum or very emotional, like very, you know, like a I personality. <laughs> like, how does this feel to you? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. how do you see yourself living here? Can't you just picture yourself like on the weekends, just mm-hmm. looking over, you know, looking over the golf course and you're like, yeah, I can't. Right. So. You know, you got to, uh, you got to talk to people how they want to be communicated, mm-hmm. right? Not like how I like to be communicated. So it's not, you know, people always say, oh, treat people how you want to be treated. No, 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 no. Treat people how they, they want to be. be treated. Yes. That's the key, I think, to sales is you treat people how they want to be treated, not how you want to be treated. And I think that's the misnomer because growing up, oh, treat people how you want to be treated, right? No, but we're no, all no. different. Like we're all different. So you got to treat people how they want to be treated. You really have to be a people person. Yeah. And even if you're, even if you're honestly, even if you're not, mm-hmm. you just have to learn the skill, right? Like, and, and treat people how they want to be treated. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it's, it's a, uh, there's a great book too called like, uh, you know, the five love languages, right? Oh yes. Yes. That's a great book. And I think that's a perfect example. It's true. It's very, very, I don't know why too. As soon as I thought of, um, disc, I'm very into astrology. Couldn't tell you why. I just thought mm. like, Oh, each person is kind of like one of the Zodiac signs. Mm. I don't know if you're into yep, yep. astrology. So, or not. you know, a lot of that it's, it all, you know, translates in just however you want to, you know, use it, whether it's astrology, you know, mm-hmm. Capricorn or this or that, mm-hmm. um, the disc profiles, yeah. um, you know, the, the love languages, whether, you know, this person likes to receive gifts, mm-hmm. do they like, um, do they need to be constantly complimented? Do they need to be reaffirmed? Mm-hmm. Um, do you need to reward them? Mm-hmm. Like everybody ticks, you know, what makes them tick? And you have to understand each one of those uh, different people. I'm very impressed that you know all the five yeah. love languages. Yeah. So, you know, I had to study this, right? right. Like it wasn't, you're not born with this information right like, you're not naturally um aware mm-hmm. of this so you know i read books on body language um facial expressions how you stand can be 
you know, welcoming or, you know, repulsive, Mm -hmm. right? How you stand, how you cross your arms, how you nod your head, how you, you know, all these kinds of little nuances, um, I think, have an impact on how you relate to people, how you build a rapport, how you build trust, um, and how how you come across, and how confident, how you're instilling confidence and certainty in the relationship and in business, um, that you're, that you're doing. And it's a cultural thing too. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. some, in some cultures shaking hands or not shaking hands. Um, you know, do you say, you know, when they offer you something to drink or something to right. eat, right? Like I've literally gone at listing presentations and they're like, Hey, um, we're making breakfast. Do you want something? Like, do you say yes? Do you say, do you say no? Right. Right. Like, what do you do? You're like, am I supposed to stay professional? Or, yeah. Or am I supposed to, like, join in? And so those are, the, like, little things like that. Like, um, when you show up and you, they open the door and they see, you see shoes at the doorstep. Ah, uh, yes. Do you ask to take off your shoes or do you already have your shoes off? Huh. Right? Right. So things like that, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, I've had people say, Hey, uh, would you like a glass of wine? Would you like to take a shot? <laughs> right. I went to an appointment and he, and I was like, Hey, so, you know, what line of work are you in? And he's like, Oh, we, we came out with this, um, shot machine to where they're oh. like jello shots. Oh, yeah. And okay. it's, it's like a, you know, kind of like a carousel. So you put it in. You put all your, you know, your mix, your tequila mix or vodka mix, whatever it is. You put it in there, you you freeze it, and then it just dispenses it. So you don't have to uh, do it the traditional way or whatever it is. He's like, you want to try, want to try one? Oh. I'm like, yeah. That would have been great in college. Right? Wow. <laughs> so you never know what the scenario may be and how you're going to come across Mm -hmm. because people want to do business with people that are like them. Right. Right. So the more that you can relate and you use the words that they use, you do the things that they do um, and believe in the same things that they, they believe, or you can relate to the perception, how they see the world or how they see things. Mm -hmm. Um, that is going to keep you in rapport and being empathetic to how they feel. doesn't matter whether you agree or not. Right. Right. Cause the other thing is like, look, we just came through a, um, a very tenacious, uh, political arena, right? Mm-hmm. Trump and Biden and, you know, fit, you know, 50% is believes one way and 50% believes the other way. Yeah. I have a lot of clients that, were on both ends. Right. So, and, you know, people posting stuff on Facebook. Yes. That was crazy, right? Oof. Do you have any um, instances when you've done your research, you thought you knew the person that you were walking in, and it just didn't go well? Of course. Yeah, you know, you, you, um, you they say something, and then you say something, and you're like, you look at their facial expression or <laughs> their body language or, you know, maybe they just kind of sat back in their seat. Um, you're like, damn it, I just screwed up. Or I just said something that didn't resonate with 
what they said. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you have to, you know, after every client meeting, I kind of debrief myself and say, okay, what did I do well? Right. What didn't I do well? What questions did they ask? Are these the same questions that I'm getting consistently asked that I can just bring up to the forefront, right? So that they're not something that's being left out. Um, I think it's one of the things that I often do. That's a lot of trial and error in, yeah. a, in a way, right? It, it is. And, but you don't, you know, you don't really want to practice on your client. Right. Right. Practice on the opportunity. You want to role play and practice um, on low risk, low stakes scenarios. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes um, I find other colleagues to do that with. Right. Like, what are the common questions? What do you say? Right. What do I say? Uh, you know, how do you answer this You know, this question regarding What's your process? What should we expect? Why should I hire you over so-and-so? Right. Um, what's your commission? Mm-hmm. Um, how long is your contract? Uh, what happens if I want to cancel? Um, you know, what's the process for showings? Um, you know, where, who do you think is going to buy my house? Right. All these just common questions that, um, what do you think my house is worth? Mm. Right. Um, a lot of times that's kind of the deciding factor, whether you agree with them or not. Right. 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 And like you have a number in your mind and they don't want to tell you sometimes they Mm -hmm. want to see what you think. Right. And they're really just using that as a deciding factor to say, well, do you believe my house is worth that or not? And so it becomes contentious there. That's tricky. It's tricky. Like how do you navigate that to where, I know you have a number. I don't want to tell you my number because if I tell you my number, you may not agree with it. And now I just lost my opportunity to earn your trust in your business. Right. So you kind of have to be able to navigate that conversation a little bit. Uh, it's an art for sure. Real estate agents aren't that scary. They really aren't. <laughs> yeah. At least I don't, I don't think so anymore now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a matter of scary. I think it's a matter of, um, you know, from a listing perspective, I think it's a matter of, of are you really going to, is our house really going to sell for the price that we want? Is it really going to happen? How long is that going to take? Um, and if I'm not, if I, if I'm not happy, am am I tied in with you? Mm. Like, because you're signing a contract. So what is, you know, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not happy. How do I get out? I think Zillow just put out a, uh, article on it mm-hmm. and it it basically said how to um fire your agent if you want to and i think it, oh. i think it, i think it got like a lot of heat around it and they took it down because um i thought it was honestly a good article because it's it, honest it's an honest uh, um situations that many many people have mm-hmm. um come across and I think homeowners should be aware of what that looks like, what that means, what are the proper ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been in a situation where they want to fire their agent and hire me. And there's certain steps and certain protections that they need to do in order to get that done. So That's a whole other episode like we can even episode. talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, thanks again for watching this episode of the 805 Live podcast. Uh, I'm Sergio Gonzalez with SG Associates, Courtney Allen. Yep. 
Be sure to subscribe to our channel. Click on that little bell down below to get all the notifications of our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. See you guys soon. Bye. See ya.